You're listening to The Main Course, where food is serious business. Listen along for insights, strategies, forecasts, and thought leadership from the front lines of food with your host, Barbara Castiglia. Well, welcome to The Main Course. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about one of the, I guess, the hottest franchises out there on the market um, that has an interesting history, probably the most successful food truck in history. Um, so we're going to be talking to the CEO, who is Ahmed Abwadel, Abwalenin. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Abwalenin. <laughs> okay. Abwalenin. Okay. Um, and we're going to talk. He he grew up in the brand. Uh, his father was one of the founders. Um, so and he's taking it to the new age and and taking it uh, across the world. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about his history and where the brand is going now. So welcome. Um, you know, first I want to talk about growing up with the brand and you know in the food truck and and seeing your father and what you learned from him. Yeah, of course. So uh, the brand stand, started, of course, way before I came to the U.S. So as uh, as you know, the brand started as a hot dog cart uh, early 1990, and then a few years after transitioned. Uh, when I when it, when it comes to my history, I moved to the States uh, around 2007 from Egypt and uh, I spent time working at the cars myself before 2007. So basically I used to come uh, almost every other summer and spend my summer vacation uh, working cars, seeing what my father's doing, etc. So that's that's how I started at the cards for my history. But I wanna I wanna start first with the history and tell you a little bit how the brand started and uh, where it came from. Sure. Okay. So so the brand started as we said, 1990, uh, had the in Midtown Manhattan, uh, 53rd and Six, and then the founders started seeing a huge demand for halal meals. Uh, among Muslim cab drivers, and they applied that to themselves first when they couldn't find uh, easy halal meal in the city for them to eat. So they had to travel all the time just to get their halal meal, eat it, and then after that go back to work in the city. So it was kind of challenging. They uh, came up with the idea of serving halal food to Muslim cab drivers and themselves as well at that time. And uh, once they did that, they started seeing demands growing over the years. And uh, Muslim cabbies started enjoying their food very well. And over the years, they continue just growing the business. Uh, uh, Muslim cabbies played a big part uh, to market the brand as a word of mouth for everyone outside there. So meal was very simple. Uh, chicken, gyro, falafel. And that's basically... Uh, was it. it was very simple meal, Muslim cab drivers. And over the years, that's how it continued growing, basically. Now, I have worked in New York City, and uh, there's a legend that many of us um, have heard that um, someone would say they were going to take you out for the best rest to the best food for the best lunch in Manhattan, and you'd wind up by the food truck and you're waiting in line. And it truly is one of the best meals in Manhattan. Yes, yes, that that's hundred percent correct. It's uh, it's as the founders continue growing the business over the years, 
the brand started gaining a lot of popularity. It started first as a halal food, as a halal uh, just serving Muslim cabbies. But after that, over the years, it grew to all kind of ethnicities and all kind of nationalities. You come to see the line now at the cards, and what you see is every single different nationality. And we really believe that food brings people together, food brings different ethnicities together and nationalities across the world. So it's great. It's great to see a line people just line up for cart that serving uh, one of the most delicious and uh, cheapest meals all over the city. So how would you define American halal? I would define it as a halal food that was established in the States. And in this case, New York City, of course, because halal food can be anywhere in the world. But when it comes to American halal, that's what the founders did. They established American halal food here in the city. There were barely anyone at that time doing any halal food in New York City. The brand, you know, was so successful. Um, and I'm sure that that they were approached to be to open to brick and mortars and to franchise, but it took a long time to come to that decision. So why was it that you chose to partner with Fransmart um, and and go at that time? Yes, that's that's a good question. I think I think it goes back to uh, sometime 2007, sometime 2008, when we started seeing a huge customer popularity that we did not know that it existed. And we started seeing customers almost from everywhere in the world telling us, I wish you guys can open here. I wish you can open this state or this state. And they're talking about thousands of miles states away from New York City. Not only that, they were asking as well for us to open locations internationally in different countries. So we started to see that years before we started franchising, but the founders continued doing what they're doing, continue focusing just the full quality, the customer base, all of that, until 2014, or yeah, around early 2014, that's when uh, Fransmart approached the founders and they kept insisting that we have a great product, that if we go franchising, we'll do very, very good job with that. At the beginning, the founders were hesitated. They got a lot of requests before that to do franchising, and they were kind of hesitating. Still a cart on the street. They were able to contain and control the cards, but they didn't know how would they control franchise system if they go that route. So it was not it was not easy for them at that time. And once once they started seeing the idea, or once the idea was brought to them that. Yes, you can do this and you can control it by doing all kind of systems that need to be implemented when it comes to training systems, when it comes to operation systems that can hold everyone accountable and that can make sure the food that we serve in New York City at, in Midtown at this specific cart is the same food we serve everywhere else in the country, if not in the world. Once they started seeing that, and that's when we came with the decision to franchise uh, our business, basically. Now, what do you like about the franchise environment? I love that you can reach so many cap customers everywhere in the world, not only in New York City. So no more you have to wait to come to New York City in order to try the Hall Guys food. We'll try as much as we can to get that food to your doorsteps for sure. And, you know, when you're looking, it's, a, it's important to find the right partners. So what are you looking for in a franchisee? 
So franchisees, that's a very good question. We're looking for an experienced multi-unit franchise partner that know how to run a fast casual brand under a lot of pressure, know how to run a very successful day-to-day restaurant operation. Franchisee must have very good knowledge of his market when it comes to real estate and choosing the right locations. Franchisee must be very, very experienced when it comes to operation perspective. And the franchisee has to be committed to the brand. The franchise owner has to be involved in the day-to-day business and they must be living in the market willing to hire the right people, the right team to grow the Halagai's brand and uh, serve the same exact food we serve in New York City. You've been pretty successful since 2014 in in the growth. Um, so can you talk a little bit about um, how how the brand is growing and, and where the brand is growing? Yes, of course. So around 2000, when we started selling franchising, we sold a lot of franchises. And I can say easily, we sold over 300 locations in the first two years of just franchising. And these 300 locations to be developed from five to 10 years for sure. Uh, that's, that's where we started. As of today, we have around 95 open locations system-wide, including international. We have, uh, uh, in the pipeline around now, around almost two, two to 250 in development that should be developed in the next five to 10 years. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's where the, the franchise development is going right now. What do you think makes it so appealing to people who want to be a franchisee? I think the product that we have, the food, the food, the food of the Hall guys, our product, our menu items are the most appealing. We only have three items in the menu, chicken, gyro, falafel. That's basically what it is. Three items, simple, simple menu, not easy to execute. You have to do it right. You have to do it hundred percent right in order for the food to come out perfect. So the food, that's number one. Number two is that it's a halal food as well. And I'm sure you know the halal food in general is grown massively over the past few years. So yes, it's a, a brand that it's not everywhere. We're not everywhere, like a, a lot of other con- con- concepts. So customers are very, very excited to see us in their markets. Customers are uh, hoping that we can be more available in different areas. And we still have a lot of unsold territories. We still have a lot of unsold markets that we have not reached yet. And that's why there there is a lot of interest in the brand. How do you work with and support the franchisees? Okay, so that's a, that's a good question. And I will start with, uh, we support franchisees from the minute they sign the franchise, uh, their franchise agreement with us all the way until their grand opening and I'm going to support after their grand opening. So it starts basically with the real estate process. Once they sign the lease, find a good location, we approve the location, sign the lease. And then after that, we walk them through a site selection process on how to uh, select the best site, uh, good visibility, uh, good parking, etc. That all the categories that go select a site right after that. They go to construction phase. We help them and provide them with all our Hall Guys design manuals that uh, we standardized over the past few years. And then after that, they go to training program, which they come to New York City for four weeks, uh, hands-on training. They get to see the cars. They get to uh, 
spend some time on the cards, see the concept, learn everything about the brand, and then go back to the market before the grand opening. We send our trainers, corporate trainers, uh, to support with their grand opening as well uh, for three weeks, two, two weeks before grand opening, one week after. Uh, that's uh, when it comes to training, we we'll move on. We make sure uh, provide them with a full supply line available so franchisees do not have to worry about buying any products from anywhere else beside the approved vendor that we provide. Uh, in addition to all uh, ongoing support, marketing support, uh, development support, uh, implementing new systems for the whole franchise system to make life easier, to make the brand uh, more appealing. And uh, yeah. One of the things you discussed a little bit was how the founders were concerned with quality control. Um, as you're growing so rapidly, how do you balance that quality control with the growth? Yes, so that, there's two, uh, two, two answers for this question. First one, we have in, in-house field operators that each of them have at least from 20 to 25 locations across the country that they basically own from a day-to-day operation standpoint. And their daily job is to make sure Quality, food quality is 100%. And these guys are on the road most of the time. So their uh, their job basically is to make sure food quality is perfect. Uh, the standard, how guys standards are implemented 100%. That's the first part of it, our in-house employees. Second part of it, we have a couple of third-party programs that help us get real customer feedback, uh, do in-house inspections, from third party away from us doing house inspections to make sure the quality is perfect, make sure all the safety and sanitation inside the food, uh, inside the inside our restaurant are met. And in addition to uh, a mystery shopper program that we're implementing very, very soon by Q4 of 2020. So all of these tools together helps us uh, uh, see where is each location uh, stands when it comes to food quality, and when it comes to uh, implementing the standards. Do you feel the brand has any competition? Not really, not really. Beside the copycats that they just try to uh, mimic our names, like for example, I have heard of Halal Boys and Halal Girls. Beside those copycats that try to mimic our food and our name, I don't see I don't see the Halal Guys has really competition because no one out there serving the same food we serve or having the same concept that we have. So one of the things that you guys do really well is you integrate technology into the brand, which I guess you wouldn't think about with a food truck, um, but you've you've been very innovative with technology. So can you explain how technology is integrated into the brand? Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, it comes, it starts with uh, digital menu boards in our locations that can promote the brand, you can promote different uh, different marketing initiatives in addition to menus, digital menus as well. So that's that's inside the four walls. Uh, when it comes to technology, you're talking about uh, uh, the POS system that we chose for the system that can help all our franchisees control their cost, help them control their daily labor, their daily cost, and as well as inventory, of course. And that's that's from inside the four wall side. If we go outside the four walls, we have all the marketing technology when it comes to our mobile app, for example. We just uh, launched our mobile app. I believe we're, we launched already our website. We're in a soft launch right now. 
and we're, we're launching our website in the next months or so fully capable website in addition to the rewards and the loyalty app that we launch so all of these uh, technology systems helps us uh, grow the brand and take it to a different level of course obviously brand loyalty was something that that you had a lot of um how do you continue to grow that we're continuing to, to making sure that we serve the same food everywhere in the country that's number one uh focus with us because the food is the one that speaks to itself basically if the food is right everything else will come you will gain the customer for life if the food is perfect that's all our matter after that we can talk about uh, for example the rewards program you can talk about different marketing initiatives that can help you keep this loyal customer and always keep them excited uh, one thing one thing i would like to add as well is the ltos we we launch limited time offers that gets our customer very excited almost uh, once per quarter or twice per quarter uh, we have that we started doing that i think from 20, 20 2018 and we have been doing that in 2020 because of the pandemic because of everything that's happening and early of the year we kind of put that in standstill until things a little go back to normal but that's a big part of it ltos are a huge part of it we have launched uh, last year a spicy lamb which is something that is not in our menu and gained a lot of sales and as a matter of fact uh, the product was sold out of the whole system in the first week of, of launch so that's uh, that's some of the marketing activities that we do as well to keep our customer loyal and uh, keep them uh, engaged with the brand get them excited for new products new uh, menu initiatives etc so obviously you connect with them and engage with them on social media. So what? Um, how do you use social media to kind of help propel this growth? So social media, we use social media for different factors. Number one factor for me as a CEO of the company is customer complaints. And I personally look into every single customer complaint that we receive and go back to the exact location that this complaint came from and uh, make sure that we reach out to that customer see what happened make the customer happy and of course invite the customer back to our restaurant that's that's number one and the most priority for me when it comes to social media as a ceo of the company and then after that we reach all our customers through social media when it comes to new initiatives uh, new offers uh, new new uh, marketing initiative when it comes to for example new ltos that is coming in a month um any any free offers free delivery any marketing initiative basically we post in our all our social media platform also we use it for franchising uh, we have franchise uh, prospects franchisees that reach out through social media to inquire about information about the brand and want to get to know the brand a little more and we take it from there of course and in addition to that it helps us engage with our customers it helps us uh, keep the conversation going and uh, it helps us as well with supply chain from a perspective of uh, getting connected with new vendors, getting connected with uh, new platforms to use for our system. So, yes, there is a bunch of different initiatives and marketing uh, directions that we take when it comes to social media. This year, obviously, has uh, 
put a, a whole monkey wrench in everybody's plans and their for their growth and and all. Um, so, how did COVID um, affect the brand? Yes, of course, uh, that's one of the big deals this year. But for us, for the Holidays brand now, the health and safety of our guests and our employees is our number one priority. And we'll continue to take any necessary precautions and at the same time follow uh, all federal guidelines, regulations uh, to manage and go through the pandemic. Of course, the, the coronavirus pandemic is not going far anytime soon. So we have to implement all kind of uh, health procedures, uh, safety and sanitation, etc. Uh, of course, the delivery uh, played a big part on that. We already had delivery before the pandemic hit, but when the pandemic hit, it became a critical part of our business, especially when closing all our dining room, etc. So our delivery sales, of course, almost doubled during the pandemic and even after the pandemic. So it's, yeah, it, it played a big factor. At the same time, uh, at uh, any given time, we're monitoring the local, state, national government official announcement about regulation restriction of each state uh, as they open. And uh, same thing with uh, uh, following the organization like the CDC, National Restaurant Association, to make sure we're 100% in compliance with the local health departments in all our markets and follow the state regulations. How else, you know, what are the ways did you help the franchisees, um, you know, but with answering questions and and helping them follow their own regulations? So we actually, once the pandemic hit, we had a, cri a crisis management plan, which we put a crisis team basically to help any franchisees if, God forbid, their team member uh, get COVID or something. We get with, uh, with a crisis plan team in, in the line. We walk them through best course of action, what to do, of course, inform directly their local health department, uh, shut down their store for a few hours, sanitize the whole restaurant, uh, track the employees that were involved in that specific shift or in that specific day, and make sure they all get tested and trace back uh, the, the employee that got, for example, the virus. That's one of the things. Uh, another 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 initiative that we did during the pandemic, and we still continue to do it, which is uh, franchisees are taking it very positive, not only franchisees and customers as well, uh, which we're doing free delivery through third-party uh, third uh, vendors and partners. We're doing that free, free delivery through them, and that's gaining a lot of attraction. It's, uh, it's very helpful. And of course, uh, what is the chance of a customer ordering from a free delivery restaurant compared to another one that does not have free delivery? Do you have a target customer? Actually, actually, no. Our customers from everywhere. I would say a target age, yeah, but uh, ethnicities, no, from everywhere. You see all kind of nationalities as our customers. But I would say from age, we target from. I think from 26 to, to I think 45, that's our highest level of customer. And that age to fall between 26 years and 40 years. Now, one of the things when people talk about halal guys is the white sauce and just the specialness of it. So can you just talk a little bit about how important that is? It's a, it's a big part of the brand. The white sauce is our magic sauce, basically. 
And uh, our customers love the white sauce. The white sauce has been there since the brand started. The founders made that recipe. It's uh, it's it's just you cannot eat our food without our white sauce. As a matter of fact, our white sauce you can eat it with any other food and makes any food delicious. So it's it's our secret weapon. Uh, one of our delicious delicious sauces that we have. In addition to the hot sauce as well, the hot sauce it's extremely spicy. Uh, and uh, customers love it. What are some of the popular items? I think the combo player, the combo player is the, 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 the combo player is the most popular when it comes to popular items with our white and hot sauce on top of it. And basically the combo player consists of chicken and gyro, which is uh, the gyro we have is beef, chicken and gyro, in addition to rice uh, and uh, a choice of uh, vegetables, which is either in this case, lettuce, tomato, and in addition, you can put any toppings that you wish to put inside our location, like for example, hummus, baba nuj, uh, and uh, any toppings that you may like, like olives, uh, peppers, onion, etc. But that's uh, the most popular, the combo plan. So what is next? What are your plans for the next year, the next five years? I think I think our plan is to continue developing, continue, of course, monitoring what's happening with the virus first, because that's that can impact the business really easily, as it did a few months ago. And we're still trying to recover from the losses we had. But I think I think the plan for next year is continue developing. We're targeting to hit 100 units by end of 2020. 100 units open. Uh, in the next five years, we're targeting to have at least from 150 to 250 units open in the next five years. We're gonna continue following uh, how the food industry in general doing and implementing any new systems that need to be implemented uh, to continue the growth of the business. Continue, of course, expanding our corporate team with the right people in place to help grow the business. Now, what kind of advice would you have for someone who may have a food truck right now and and kind of sees this path that you've been on um, and aspires to it. I think I think my advice would be focus on the quality food you're going to serve to your customer. That's number one. Focus on the quality food and treat the customer as family, basically. Uh, the quality food, it's what's going to bring your customer back. And after that, the customer treatment or the customer service that you're going to give that customer is basically number number two so those two goes hand in hand but if you have good food product fresh that you're serving to the customer and customer love loving it that's that's all it takes basically perfect that's everything that i needed thank you so much yeah of course thank you